0: Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Another great day. Another great day because we have with us Judge Andrew Napolitano, a, a judge of uh, character that really no one in America has the authority and judicial background and, you know, the media background to speak about what he speaks about and speaks about it without any interference of anybody telling him what to say, how to say it, when to say it. And we are in, we are in, you know, we're not kids anymore. This, this is the most difficult time of our lifetime with the, um, with the wars going on in Ukraine, the COVID war that destroyed the lives and livelihoods of hundreds of millions for what, you know? And, um, and it's just getting worse. They're robbing us of our freedom. And the judge, Andrew Napolitano's column, and that will be going out tomorrow, is using war to assault freedom. And he begins by saying most judges and lawyers agree that the war on drugs in the past 50 years has seriously diminished the right to privacy guaranteed by the Fourth Amendment. Now a small group of legal academics (laughs) is arguing that the war in Ukraine should be used to diminish... Property rights guaranteed by the Fifth Amendments, and you know you talked about the war on drugs. What a bunch of crap! And that oh, Biden wasn't Biden a real fan of the war on drugs?
1: Yes, he was. Uh, Gerald, good morning, my dear friend, and thank you for having me on. These Wednesdays are an utter uh, delight for both of us, and we know from the people watching from from your fans and mine as well. Yes, Joe Biden in those days, held himself out as a conservative uh, Democrat uh, and was a champion of the war on drugs. Gerald, I, I when I think of how I was forced as a judge, forced by the law, forced by the appellate courts to send people uh, to prison for the simple use of marijuana, which today is a booming business in New Jersey, uh, all the lives lost, all the assets wasted, All the liberty crushed in the war on drugs, more than half of it was for marijuana, which is now legal in 37 states and which the House of Representatives has already voted to remove from the federal schedule of controlled dangerous substances. Our friends, I say that sarcastically, the Republicans in the Senate keep opposing this because they still have this Victorian attitude that somehow the government can tell people how to live. You own your own body. You have the right to put in your own body what you want. The government wasted trillions and destroyed so much liberty in the war uh, on drugs. Now, of course, they want to expand this into the war on uh, private property because these academics, We both laugh when we say academics. They think they're smarter than anybody else. They can read the Constitution. They can read the Supreme Court opinions, but they don't know how this stuff works in the real world because they live in their own ivory towers. They said to Joe Biden, all those assets you seized, you don't have to give them back and you don't have to wait for the courts. Liquidate them and, and put the money in the federal treasury because they don't believe in the right to property. Their argument is that because a lot of these assets are owned by the Russian government, they're not owned by a person, and the Constitution only protects persons. That's hogwash. The Constitution protects private property. All property is ultimately controlled by some human being. When you own property, you have the right to use it, you have the right to alienate it, and you have the right to exclude all others, including the government, from it. And only a person can make those decisions. This twisted, contorted argument that you're going to hear coming up, because they started with it last week, that old Joe, or any president for that matter, can seize any asset of any foreign entity without a charge, without a crime, without a trial, without a due process, and then convert it to the government's use would make Joe Stalin very happy. You know, Biden also um, he, he was a fan of that
0: three strikes you're out" kind of thing, too, wasn't he? Yes, yes. And yes. you mentioned marijuana. You know, it's like it's like trying to re- regulate guns. I mean, everybody I knew that wanted to get pot got anything they wanted any time. Right. And who did? And who? And the only reason these arrogant clowns that play politicians politics. Many ticks that suck off the suck out of the blood out of our lives. The reason they legalized it is that hey, we can make money on this. Correct. We could really put a lot of nice high taxes on this because we never work a day in our lives. We're yeah. politicians. All we do is suck off the public tit, and we need money. We need money, so legalize marijuana. We'll really tax the hell out of it. So we get the money, and look what they did. Like you were—you were a judge. You saw the lives, of, what ruined for smoking pot. This stuff Correct. was legal up until
1: what? The nineteen thirties. Correct. It was legal uh, until nineteen thirty-four, when a uh, a member of Congress said to an empty uh, congressional chamber, "Oh, God, only knows what these dirty, dark brown, filthy Mexicans." Are bring, I'm paraphrasing, are bringing into the country with them. But but among it is some plant called marijuana, and we got to stop it. That yes. was the extent of the debate. That was it. That was the extent of it. It, it was racist. It was xenophobic. And, and there was no study whatsoever of the economic effect. You know, I, I was talking earlier um, with a former producer of mine, Austin Peterson, who has a great radio show in Jefferson City. Uh, Missouri. There is a libertarian argument, believe it or not, and, and you just reminded me of it, about marijuana, which says don't legalize it, decriminalize it. Yeah, That means it's still sold on the black market. And guess what? The government doesn't get to tax it. Yeah. Now, in my pure North libertarian world, you own your own body. You can put what you want. I'm talking about a, a consenting adults. You can put what you want into your own body. It's none of the government's business. But I would love to find a way to keep the government from taxing everything we, we buy. You and I believe that taxation is theft. The country was solvent when the only taxes were tariffs and, and user fees. But we're, we're a long way from that today.
0: You know, I, I have to disagree with you. You don't own your body. <laughs> That's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You don't own your body. The government owns your body. The government owns your mind. The government owns your life. You have no freedom. The government so owns your to, income. Yeah. They steal every penny they can. You know, you know, I was just thinking today, you know, I was getting ready this morning, comb my hair. There was a barber up here. It made the news. This guy in Kingston, New York, when 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 that arrogant little boy, a daddy's boy, who renamed the Zee Bridge after his daddy, you know, right. Andy Cuomo. You know, his daddy was better than our daddy. You know, we're going to rename the bridge. You're like, oh, and then they forgot the Mario M. Cuomo. They they had to redo all the signs again. Yeah, that Cuomo, they busted a guy's chops over here in Kingston. It made all the news. What did he do? He he was giving haircuts when they locked down everything. Oh. They put him out of business. Uh, And he wasn't even charging. He was doing it free for his friends. And it's not a young guy. That is how sick, that's how demented these people are that are running and ruining our lives. Look what they did with that COVID war. And now they have us to the Ukraine war. But I want to go back to your article about using war To assault freedom and you go on to say that the fifth amendment protects life liberty and property of all persons from destruction or aggression by the government without due process of law due process requires a jury trial at which the government must prove fault the property cannot be seized temporarily or taken permanently without either a search warrant or a jury trial. Now back to the war in Ukraine.
1: The the academics are arguing that the president has the authority to seize assets held in the name of a foreign entity. That would mean the Roman Catholic Church. That would mean any anything uh, any Russian government uh, deposit at the Federal Reserve. We, we both hate the Federal Reserve, but the money there. Uh, is gold that belongs to the Russians, and that the government can seize that and convert it to its own use. So their argument is that these rights that we have are not natural. (laughs) They come from the Constitution. Unless the Constitution expressly protects them, the government can assault them. But that is simply a reprehensible argument rejected by Madison, rejected by Jefferson, rejected by the Declaration, rejected by the Constitution, rejected by history, rejected by Uh, the Ninth Amendment, and they're encouraging old Joe to continue to seize assets and convert them to federal government use. As if these seizures, which are part of the grand scheme of his sanctions, as if these seizure sanctions worked. You and I have talked and even laughed about it, it's so absurd. Cuba, which we've sanctioned since 1962, it's as authoritarian as ever. The elites live the lives they want. Everybody else is impoverished and they're driving Chevrolets that were made in 1956 and they can't get parts to repair them. Sanctions hurt the poor and the middle class. They don't hurt the elites. Have they slowed down Vladimir Putin's drive to Kiev? Not one wit.
0: And even Biden admitted it, that that the sanctions won't deter, to use his words. So and why do, we, why just, do we do
1: this? They're putting more on now. If I if I am a liquor distributor in New Jersey, and I've wired a hundred thousand uh, dollars to my supplier in Moscow, and he shipped two uh, cargo loads of Stolichnaya, and they arrive at Port Newark, the government will seize the two cargo holds of Stolichnaya, and I call him up and say return. My hundred thousand dollars to me, and he will say, "I can't. It's been frozen." Look at what the government has done. They've taken a hundred thousand. This is hypothetical. They've taken a hundred thousand dollars in cash from me, and they've taken a hundred thousand dollars in in alcohol from him, and it's in limbo, and you can't get a court to hear it. He's not going to come from from Moscow over to here to prove that he's not a human rights violator. This is what happens. When you allow a single person, the president, to write law, to make law, and to interfere with natural rights and constitutionally protected rights. And then that would mean if you want to extend this to the next logical economic level, I would have to lay off people because I don't have the money to pay them because it's stuck in a Russian bank and I don't have the Russian vodka to sell. So truck drivers are going to lose work and the people that work in my warehouse are going to lose work. Doesn't old Joe and don't at least the, I don't know what he understands, but don't the people around him understand the harm that they are causing?
0: They don't care. I mean, look at that guy who's playing the uh, the mouthpiece of the Department of Defense. What is it Ned Price? Do you ever look at this guy and, and that other guy Sullivan? They could they could be they could be uh, relatives or, uh, or the family of Goebbels. You look at the faces of these arrogant guys. Oh, and Ned, was this Ned Price? Oh, he was formerly with the CIA? Mm-hmm. And now he is the the spokesperson? What am I, six years old? Who the hell are you talking to? So going back to, you know, they, they've seized hundreds of billions of
1: dollars oh, of yeah. Russian assets. Yes, my, the my bank, hypothetical says $100,000. Right, right. Hundreds of billions. Have... They have frozen the assets of Russians living and working exclusively in New York City that have absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with Vladimir Putin. Those people can't use an ATM machine, can't pay their mortgages uh, and their rents because their bank accounts have been frozen. Uh, Freezing a bank account is a seizure. The Constitution says the only lawful way for the government to seize property is with a search warrant. A search warrant requires probable cause of crime. These people haven't committed any crime. They're lucky enough to have escaped Putin's clutches. And now we're taking their assets and and freezing them. And these jerks from Harvard are saying we can convert them to our own use. The point of all this is, Gerald, this is getting worse and not better. That's the point. That's the and point in how we started
0: out with that Freedom is a dead thing. It's not your body, your choice. I'll tell you right. what to do with it. Senator and going on to what you, you're talking about. Not only are they freezing the assets of, you know, the, the people, they're freezing the assets of the government, yes. you know, in the, in the, but going back to this as well is that, you know, if you're a, uh, uh, an athlete, they're not allowing them in wimbledon they're not allowing them russian people to play in the sports because they're right. russians now let's turn this around let's suppose russia had the power to freeze american assets when they illegally invaded iraq when they illegally invaded afghanistan when they illegally invaded syria when they illegally invaded Libya, when they illegally invaded Yugoslavia? What if Russia and China had the power to seize all of Americans' assets from the bank systems to the government, to the people? Oh, that would be fine if Russia
1: did it. Right. Well, let's go one step further. Suppose the Chinese put their most sophisticated offensive uh, military weaponry in Mexico along the Rio Grande and aimed it at Dallas and Denver. Then we might know how Putin feels.
0: Yeah. But the, the hypocrisy of this. Yes. The hypocrisy. And again, so, it's only hurting we the people because anybody with a brain bigger than a P get this in your head. Show me By their deeds, you shall know them. Tell me one successful deed of the military industrial complex and the government in fighting wars and winning them.
1: And the strategies
0: that they've used.
1: I can only think of one, and there wasn't a a military industrial complex. And I'm parroting uh, the great philosopher Murray Rothbard. The last just war was the American Revolution. Yeah. When we seceded uh from Great Britain because they were they were taxing us and they were invading uh, our liberty. Everything else was the government making money and the government suppressing uh liberty. War is the health of the state. The government loves war. It can enrich its patrons. It can induce the compliance of the taxpayers and the voters. It can scare the daylights out of average americans into going along with what the government wants now sometimes like vietnam this explodes in their faces but other times it produces an outpouring of patriotism like when we invaded iraq it was absolutely immoral totally illegal fundamentally unconstitutional uh but bush and company and the media whipped up such a a frenzy into this false belief that saddam hussein had weapons of mass destruction that he was going to use against Israel and, and eventually against us. That the American public probably supported that invasion by about eighty percent. We now know that it was totally false, totally illegal, and that George Bush and Dick Cheney are war criminals because they led us into this war that killed eight hundred and fifty thousand human human beings uh, under uh, false pretenses. War is the health of the state and the graveyard of human liberty.
0: Ah. Oh. And don't forget the Afghan war. 88% of the American
1: people supported that. Right. Right. Because the Bush uh, regime persuaded the American public to believe that the Afghan state had something to do with 9-11. You know what state was involved
0: in 9-11? It's called Saudi Arabia. Right. (laughs) Allegedly, 15 of the 19 people were Saudis, right, on the plane.
1: Right. We'll never know where that money... Uh, came from, because everybody involved, except the S- Saudis in Saudi Arabia, is dead. Yeah, uh, There is a litigation, by the way, still alive in southern uh, the Southern District of New York and Manhattan against uh, the Saudi government. Um, it's still alive. It is theoretically possible we could find out who in the Saudi government, how, why, and how much money uh, was involved in financing 9-11. I don't know if that's going to happen in your lifetime and mine. The litigation is 20 years old. 20 years. And they're, they're still in the discovery stage. They're on their third judge. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this?
0: Yeah, There's an article in Sunday's New York Times. A lot of people don't read this stuff. The unseen scars of remote-controlled kill.
1: Oh, Did what you read a that? heartbreaking story that was about these, these drone pilots killing themselves because they have killed so many innocent human beings they couldn't take it anymore
0: you know i felt the exact way you did when i read this i i was i was, I was so heartbroken yes it goes on one of the things they called the the when they got the command and who to kill they that was called the customer and sometimes what the customer wanted did not seem right There were missile strikes so hasty that they hit women and children. Attacks built on such flimsy intelligence that they made targets of ordinary villages and classified rules of engagement that allowed the customer to knowingly kill up to 20 civilians when taking out an enemy. That doesn't make They didn't show that all the time. All but what these Russians are doing are terrible. America could murder by the millions. It's fine. It's okay.
1: what, What you just read from the front page of the New York Times was hidden from the American public until a wonderful, courageous person by the name of Julian Assange exposed it. This morning in a court in London, a, uh, a British judge signed a warrant of extradition uh. to ship Julian Assange over here to try him for sedition. I don't know how you could possibly try somebody for sedition who's not an American. Uh. He's a journalist who exposed the murderous Bush-Cheney uh, regime. Now, it's on the front page of The Times, and 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 there's no outrage because everybody knows that it happened we wouldn't have known that this happened that article would not exist had it not been for assange's uh, courage 10 years ago
0: and the poor guy look how he's suffering
1: well they're they're torturing him not not by an act of aggression uh but but by a wearing away at his body and his spirit if he is uh, extradited to the United States and there are photos of him nobody will recognize what uh what he looks like it's interesting the original order um, denied extradition because a British judge found that he couldn't get a fair trial in the United States how about that
0: yeah and how about Trump not giving him uh you know what do they call it uh, a pardon.
1: Um, I'm kicking myself because I you know had many conversations with him when he was president one of them was about Julian Assange. I pressed as hard as I could, but there were those around the president and the DOJ and the law enforcement and the intelligence community uh, whose voices he listened to.
0: Yeah. Uh, Judge, thank you so much. And everybody, um, I just want to close this out by reading the last part of what you wrote. And you just said it before war is the health of the state and the graveyard of liberty. The drug war was a disaster for freedom. The war in Ukraine will be so as well. Only if we permit it. United we stand, divided we fall. And we must unite for freedom, peace, and liberty. And thank you, Judge, for all that you do to make that happen. The knowledge that you have, the facts that you deliver, and the really, what is going on in this country, and what we, knew to, what we need to do to get it back. Thank you so much.
1: And we'll Thank see you, you, Jerry. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.